Shea going up to the top rope. Yeah. Uso splash. The reign is over. Who the hell? What the hell? Are you freaking kidding me? Jimmy, what the hell did you do? Why? No! Jimmy, damn it, from day one, from day one, you and your brother, and you do it like this? After everything, after everything you've gone through, and a The disappointment 
of Jey Uso, the betrayal of his brother Jimmy, and the continuing record-setting reign of the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns' view of the bloodline remains intact. Thank you for spending your Saturday night with us. Good night from Detroit. And good night from SummerSlam. Welcome, everybody, to an exclusive for the Dirty Sheets. This is where we will be going over what just happened at SummerSlam. I'm Kev Manning. I am along with Billy Body. We're going to give you some of our thoughts, views, and a uh, question I have for Billy regarding somebody he might know. Uh, what do you say there, Billy Boy? Yeah. Um, I thought, overall, it was a very average SummerSlam especially when you compare it to some of the pay-per-views that we've had this year, starting actually as far back as last year's SummerSlam, which was Triple H's first event in charge, what we're told. So it's a full year now that Triple H has been in charge. And I thought this was one of the weaker ones, but there were some good matches and it was successful for betting. I had one result wrong in the show and it did not impact my bets because I wasn't confident that Oscar was actually going to win Anyway, so I left it off. It was a good decision to leave it off. Everything I bet won. Various combinations of Cody with Shayna, Logan Paul and Roman was successful. Uh, a play on LA Knight to win the Battle Royal. I took Seth Rollins as well. That was um, a 50-50 match, which we talked about. And I was very sure that Rollins was going to win. So, yeah, definitely successful betting-wise. Enjoyed it for that reason. Enjoyed a few matches. But some matches definitely underperformed. Um, the bloodline, I think, for the first time has hit a wall. And you know I love that story. Um, Drew and Gunther, I think when you look at Seamus Gunther and Seamus Gunther Drew, this was definitely the weakest match. And um, and and Shayna and Ronda was a bit of a disaster. Um, aside from that, I think we had three good matches. But we'll we'll talk about what was good, bad, and ugly as we break it down chronologically. So going through the first match, and that is Logan Paul versus Ricochet. Um, the only issues I've had with Logan is, like I always say in the beginning, I said, would you be mad if he was the world champion eventually and uh, Universal World, whatever you want to call it? Uh, and I wouldn't be because he's very, very good in the ring. Uh, always something spectacular, uh, probably because we don't get him like as a regular on Raw every week having matches or something. So it's a here and there thing, which always makes things more special which Raw should take account and uh, know that they should cut the show down to two hours because it'd be a little more uh, special if the show was. Um, so my biggest issue is with Paul has always been the way he plays uh, heel on microphone. So obviously the guy's fine on the microphone. I mean, the guy does it for a living. He talks. So it's not like he can't speak. It's the way he does a heel for me. And it is the... If you opened up an encyclopedia and said, how do I be a heel? It's that. And it's the smarmy bad guy and the laugh and all that kind of stuff. It's very it's very paint by numbers to me where I think he could be much better if he wasn't that. Um, and also, I don't think he plays a heel as well because anybody who likes him or has a sign for him or something, 
He's like, yeah, and, and, you know, slapping hands, and they're my buddy. Where it's like, you're a heel, you should, you know, shit on everybody. It doesn't matter if they like you or not, you should f- shit on them. Um, oh, you like Prime, I'm your buddy, let's slap hands, things like that. Um, when, during the, after the match, I was just disappointed because with uh, Samantha Irvin doing the who's the winner thing, and they talked about this earlier, that he wanted him to... Hooten, like, oh, I want your woman to announce my name and this and that. She should have flat out just said, and your winner, Logan Paul. Dead as you could be. And then have him even get in her face like Shane McMahon used to do with the, you need to yell best in the world and yell it loud and I want you to really do it and really break her and be a dickhead of a heel. She announced it like it was Hulk Hogan coming back. Full gusto announce. And then it showed her and she's Mm -hmm. like practically crying afterwards but you didn't see that on camera then so i would have it's little stupid shit like that that means a lot to me that really makes things so that was my only issue i had um i disagree with you about the the hill stuff um i think he's getting a lot better i think prior to this heel turn, which wasn't even actually ever an official turn or anything. It just was him talking differently suddenly. Um, but he wanted to be a baby face. He wanted to sell bottles of Prime, cans of Prime, get people to watch his impulsive show, etc. And he wanted to do that as a baby face. Obviously, the normal thing that you think as a human being, um, before you come into the world of wrestling, is that if you're popular, people will watch, and watch your shit and buy it. Whereas in wrestling, it doesn't work that way. So it was probably explained to him and said, look, people want to hate you because you're an outsider. Um, they don't like YouTubers. They don't like influencers. These people are, are not really liked by anybody other than their fan base. And it's, it's not even a case of influencers are, are like Marmite. It's like we have JD in the wrestling industry. And the people who will support him will be the 10% of people who listen to him. To say 10%, and that's, that's very high. Um, only to say maybe even 1% or 0.5% of wrestling fans will listen to him. Um, and even less listen to us. So I'm not digging him out for his listenership because he's got more than us. But um, they will support him and back him to the death. They'll, they'll say that he's great. Whereas all the rest of us will sit here and say he's a fucking moron and we hate him. Because we do. Um, but that that's kind of how it is. But the difference when you're an influencer is you don't have 100,000 people. You have two or three million people around this globe eating out of your hand. But when you look at the, the globe overall, three million people out of seven billion is not a lot. But three billion people is a lot of people to be held, to be really influential and to make a lot of money, which is what Logan Paul's done. So he's now playing up to what we think of him. We think he's a smug, talentless prick who got everything for free. Um, I think that he gets like um, a lot of free money, has a really nice lifestyle, has, has walked into wrestling because he doesn't deserve it. His brother's walked into boxing. He doesn't deserve it. When reality, his brother's fights generate more interest than the the major boxing fight last week. Spence and Crawford was the biggest fight of the year. It was to declare a pound for pound number one. And there was more hype about, a washed-up Nate Diaz leaving MMA to have a boxing match with with Jake Paul. It's facts. And there's more hype when Logan Paul wrestles than, than Ricochet. Ricochet was only relevant for the last six weeks because he was in there with Logan Paul. 
So Logan Paul's saying what is right and people don't like to hear it. And instead of having a boo-boo face on about having to be a heel, it might have been explained to him and said, hey, look, Roman's a heel and he's going to come out as super popular and he's going to sell a load of shit. Probably pull up Roman's numbers and say, look what he can do as a bad guy. Probably explain that Rock started as a heel. Probably explain that Austin started as a heel. And maybe they painted a nice picture for him, and which is why he's now putting his heart, in, his heart into it and he's fully committed to it. He's a fully committed prick now, which I think is much better. The line where he talked about Samantha Irving um, and, his, and Ricochet's girl announcing his name and looked deadpan into the camera, that was great. So I think he's embracing it a bit more. He's not a wrestler at the end of the day. And look, fuck me. I would, if I've been wrestling for 18 months, uh, I would take the spot that he's in now. I would take his skill level. I would take his um, match portfolio. And I would take his promo skills as well. Because it's better than 90% of the guys who've been doing this for four or five times longer than him. So if you look at an overall wrestler as a package... You look at the two wrestlers in this ring and you look at the attributes of Ricochet and the attributes of Logan Paul, Logan Paul is already better than Ricochet. When you look at pro wrestling as the as an entertainment, as an in, in the it's as an entertainment that it's supposed to be, not just the bell to bell in ring stuff that people are overly focused on. Uh, one of the other little things uh, that I would point out to in the promo thing is he's obviously a lot quicker than a lot of the guys who are wrestlers on the microphone, as in a comebacks. And when... My content's free. You say that again? You talk about when he said my content's free, bro? Uh, yeah, it's it's things like that. It's it's little things to when where... When Ricochet said you're charging, you're charging little charging little girls for your... Yeah. The, the little girls that pop pay for your content. Anyway, my content's free, bro. Yeah, like, ex exactly. That, I, I know. And, and the thing is, when he does that, he's got to remember, he's the heel. He has to be, like, embarrassed. He has to be like, oh, you got me, even though we know he could fucking destroy them. But you have to allow yourself to be beaten in that way. And, you know, he he's easily not. It's like he comes right back, boom, right in their face. And it's like, you're a bad guy. Let the other guy get you a little bit. But... You know, it's those little things. So, going on, it's, it's maybe that's maybe that comes from being that level of celebrity because Ronda Rousey does the same thing. Yes, exactly, she does, and it's and that's always been yeah. a thing where I'm like, shut the fuck up, you're a bad guy. Let somebody fucking shit on you, but she's like, no, I'm I'm better than. It's like you're you're a character. You gotta you gotta let somebody fucking shit on you and and be like, oh, you totally got me. I have no comeback. You have to do it. Um, going into Kobe. let me give you my okay. Yeah, let me give. You, I knew you can say that. Let me give me give my ratings because I, I know you probably haven't done them. Yes. Uh, so mine are uh, eight for the build. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt that it wasn't up to a nine ten, uh, because Logan wasn't there all the time. But I felt when they were there, they made use of it, and the I think what really elevated it from seven to eight was was the last go home promo. Mm -hmm. Um, the belt bell was a nine. It was excellent bell to bell. Uh, great start to the show. Uh, relevance is eight. It's SummerSlam. It's not WrestleMania. It's the opening match. Um, the finish, I only gave a six. That's why this match fell, fell down mm. uh, because they did all that work and then it's um, midget that wasn't explained who he was to... And, and I, there's very much... And it's only fair because if AEW did it, I'd be like, how the fuck am I supposed to know yeah. who that Japanese guy 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, who am I supposed to know who this fucking friend of Logan Paul is? Michael Cole is trying to say, oh my God, that's so-and-so. It's like, nope, it's nobody to me. It's <laughs> nobody to me but a, but a midget. So, um, and it's a cheap win. Like, see, the brass knucks, very MJF. Um, so six. Um, and the crowd were hot enough for this. So eight. So that comes to 3.8, 38 out of 50, which is rounded up to four stars which is what I gave this. Uh, I'd agree. I agree pretty much with everything you said there, especially the uh, that ending where they go, oh, that's one of Logan's cronies. <laughs> it's like, shit. We don't know. It's not like a guy was ringside. At least even the uh, guy who we always thought was uh, R-Truth <laughs> that was dressed in a prime bottle, at least that was that's KSI. He's KSI. Sorry, by the way, this is 33.9, not 3.8, but that's KSI. He's... Um, He's really well known. He launched Prime with Logan Paul. Yeah, they had to tell us who it was because uh, the layperson doesn't have a fucking clue. I we, I know me and a bunch of other people actually thought it was fucking our truth, and I was like, "What the fuck is our truth doing here?" It was it was like what, and they had to say, "Oh, it's KSI." Oh my god! And I'm like, "Oh fuck!" All right, whoever. So, move on. Let's go to Brock and Cody. Typical. There's some race. Thank you. Typical. Uh, well, we're on a pay tier here, so we can. Uh, typical Brock-style match with the suplexes where you think he's going to kill somebody because <laughs> he's able to just throw people around. He's sweating Crisco. He looked like he went down to St. Bart's for the weekend. He's tanned out of his fucking mind. Um, I, I And I've said, and I saw in the press conference, they pretty much said the same thing I've always been saying, too, is like, if Brock did this full-time and never left or anything... He is easily Mount Rushmore and possibly the best that's ever fucking done this. He has the size, he knows how to fucking sell, and he knows how to actually work. He has every single thing. Well, the only thing you would put him at a minus would be the uh, mic work, and that's not even horrible. It used to be really bad. Um, but it's it's very much get you by, and it's not something where you go, oh, no, he has the mic. Um, that would be his only lesser but um the guy's that fucking good um it was a little non-believable to me when cody has him in a kimura <laughs> you'd think brock could just straighten his arm <laughs> like it wasn't barely held in right um and then i'm thinking well brock could just punch him in the ribs while he's locked into this and like go in and pull his heart out um i didn't buy the fact that they said afterwards it wasn't planned that he was going to raise his hand and shake his hand don't tell me that wasn't planned. I, I'm sure that was the, oh, come on, let's get this guy as a baby face as much as humanly possible and you raise his hand and, you know, off to the next. Um, but it was a fine, I, I didn't, I wasn't jumping up and down from the match or anything. No. Um, and then that's kind of in, in my ratings for this match as well. Um, which I, I mean, I'll use those to talk about it. The build can never get past a certain point no matter what I, I loved the angle where brock beat him up in front of his mum. Mm-hmm. like that was enough to sell the match but this match to SummerSlam. but the problem is is that the overall story we waited and we waited and we waited and we waited and maybe we'll find out tonight or later on down the line but we didn't actually find out why brock beat him up we never did. Like, we never found out why there wasn't one promo where Brock explained why he beat up Cody. Corey Graves tried to tell us mm-hmm. that it was because Brock 
open SummerSlam up. But that's open WrestleMania up, sorry, against Almas and Cody was in the main event. But that, to me, was just a little bit far-fetched. So um, we got a feud for the sake of having a feud to rebuild Cody after WrestleMania. That's fine. But to me, that put it at a ceiling. Um, and even for this to get 7.5 for the build, I think it was high given that we never found out how much the match happened. And for my personal taste, that bothered me. And this is somebody saying that they love this Diagle, the segment with his mum. But still, I could never pass the why this is happening. Uh, the bell to bell here was like 9.5. It was a good wrestling story for me where it was, a, it was Cody not staying down. Everything they wanted to do here, they did. Like Brock beat the shit out of him. Cody wouldn't give up. And then he made his comeback and win. But the comeback was obviously what led us to the finish. He made the comeback, yes, but very quickly we got into the finish. Now, I was almost confused to the, at this point where whether Brock, Brock turned around to him and said, fuck it, I ripped my shorts, pin me, um, or <laughs> do the crossroads and beat me. Because it was it was a little sudden because Brock didn't kick out of, of too much. Um, I expected Cody and Brock to both kick out of a little bit more. And um, I did not like the handshake at the end uh, because I don't like it when people start to feel like Big Show. Uh, where they're turning and and turning and turning from turning, depending on what opponent they have. So I gave that a seven. I gave it eight point five for relevance because it is the third in a slightly the last one. It is at SummerSlam, and I thought the crowd was slightly more into it just because Cody's out there. That's a baby face they can get behind, and I ended up with eight point five. So I gave this match forty one. Um, this was the best match of the night for me. Um, I still feel that the feud could have ended with blood and weapons and, that, and that's what it needed. But look, it did its job. Um, Cody has recovered from losing to Roman Reigns. He's been acknowledged and given got the respect of Brock Lesnar. The problem is, is that you're eight months away from WrestleMania and um, how do you go to Monday Night Raw now? Seth Rollins won his match and Cody Rhodes had a really big win he's now not able to go out there and say i want that belt and if he doesn't go out there and say he wants that belt then what does that mean that belt's a piece of shit right yeah because you beat brock lesnar you now are that's the biggest win you can get so you should be entitled to a title but is the win so big that you don't even go down to that title in which case what's the point of being on raw it's really going to be interesting to see what they do from now on uh, because I mean okay they need to get to the rumble and then after if he wins the rumble he can turn around and say I want Roman again when he has to choose between Seth and Roman but it's still a difficult four months to to navigate unless Cody's going to go and play for the Atlanta Falcons for four months like I don't know what they're going to do with it <laughs> um, God there's so many weird places to go with uh... oh first of all what, what was your rating for the girl who was uh, standing behind Cody's mom I didn't notice that. No, you haven't seen that this is all over the internet? <laughs> no. Oh, I'll send you a picture. <laughs> is it, I've seen a picture of Cody with his mom looking at yes, the girl. Like yes. that, that. I've seen a meme. I didn't know what it was. I didn't, I didn't get what it was. Though. She's standing right behind his mom in the crowd when he goes to hug his mom. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, I didn't notice either. Someone sent me a picture. And I was like, oh, I didn't notice that. Um, I'll send you a picture. Uh, so there could also be, you imagine if 
Cody, because Cody still has to kill Seth Rollins. We still have that issue, which it does make for a good story if it is him having to decide who he wants after he wins the Rumble. Then it actually gives you a second to think, who is he going to go after? Because he wants them both, really. Um, Or does he take this title from Seth earlier and then have another unification with Rollins or or with uh with Reigns because he doesn't win the uh the rumble and it's how does he get a shot? Well I'll put this up, but then you gotta get how is how is uh whoever won the rumble, how are they getting a, a title shot somewhere? Um but I could see them because he's like, well he's there. So he could win the title from Reigns and actually stay there. So it's fine to have one title again. Uh, but, you know, that's wishful thinking. Uh, let's get into the next one. As I called it, the L.A. Knight Battle Royal. Um, they tried to give you a little bit of a swerve from from one second where MVP says, hold on, there's somebody else. And it's Omos, who who never wins anything. Um, and I laugh. They all start the match before he even gets in the ring. So why even? Why, you should have walked slower. Who cares? You don't even have to get in the ring. Um and then I start to think, oh, maybe it's going to be Omos and Knight at the end. And that's his Andre. He throws him out. Um, I laugh that that J.D. McDonough, the dwarf guy, the full-size dwarf, he's now a fucking jobber. What the fuck? He, he was the second person thrown out. He just fucking chucked out. Like, f- fucking... I didn't even know who it was until they said it. I was like, who's that? Um, and so now he's just a fucking nothing now. Um, and I was a little concerned that I said the Seamus thing where I said, well, the night before we had LA Knight beat Seamus, does Seamus now throw LA Knight out? But then again, he would be the Daniel Bryan of the rumble and people would, you know, um, or it'd be the Ray Mysterio and they'd boo the shit out of him and he's a good guy. Um, and he was the one, he's the one that beat Daniel Bryan in 10 seconds as well. That could be his, like, his. Could have been his thing. Yeah, he could squash whoever's fucking popular. Um, but mm. yeah, LA Knight throws him out at the end to win this thing, as we knew. LA, you know, this was we need something for LA Knight here. But um, they made you think for a couple seconds at least. Yeah, I mean it yeah, there, there is there is always that when someone is that popular and then it's that obvious. Um yeah, you could you could always um, make a case that it's far it's far too obvious, but um, but yeah, I mean, I think the obvious thing, it, I think, you know, knowing that the slim knowing the slim Jim deal and everything was in place, and that's why he was picked as the as the winner. Obviously, uh, that that all made it make a lot more sense, didn't it? Yeah, that that did. But I mean, we saw that afterwards. Like, I I, I never heard a leak or anything like that. That you know, he was the new. But slim I'm sure. Jim I don't think it was AI. What? What? That? Well, who was? I, 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 think they were, I don't think they were waiting to see who won, and then did an AI <laughs> commercial. I'm pretty sure they filmed it before and knew that he was winning. Yeah, but that's own, the thing. The, like, the, I didn't hear it get leaked, so it wasn't like, oh, well, he's in the commercial. Of course, he wins. I had no idea that he was in that commercial. Um, otherwise, then there's talk about zero fucking surprise. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think they would have had the balls to actually just have him lose this because they all everybody was crying and screaming that he didn't win the you know the three-way 
So yeah. for him to do this and then lose this too, yeah, that would have been a little rough. So um, I think this probably this probably would have opened as well if Logan Paul didn't need to. Uh, I thought so too. Be where he needed. Yeah. Um, did you see the as picture? Re- by the way, I just sent it to you. Yeah, I'll look as reported by uh, the day shoes. <laughs> I want to see you report on this. What do you think? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Right. That's not too bad. We'll let them hang out. Let them all hang out. Oh, uh, I don't know what the show well, is though. Something 1992. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, all right. Let's go on to a horrible, horrible match. And this is the MMA rules. Ronda versus Shayna. We knew Ronda was going away, as Billy has told us for quite a while. So this was a, a no-brainer, and she wants to put Shayna over. The promos leading up to this. Um, by the way, did you even want to do a rating system on that other thing? I don't think there's really – it's a battle. Royale. No, no, you can't okay. do battle. Okay. You can't do battle. Because um, this one, the lead-up with the promos with Shayna crying and Ronda crying was really fucking good. Um, the match was yep. fucking horrific. And it, this is not a crowd – this is a crowd that likes pro wrestling. This is not a crowd that is into MMA. So them trying to do a fake shoot is rough. Um, the the kick to the head, you know, you go, well, you could halfway believe like it wasn't full force, but you could halfway believe it. And then somebody gets knocked down, but the other person doesn't ground and pound, jump on top of them. Anytime you thought something was going to happen, like where it was believable, like that Shayna like hurt her arm, they call these phony doctors over. I don't even know if they're real doctors, but bad actors. Because all the, both doctors just keep telling her, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, oh, my God. I go, if there was any thought for a minute she was hurt, it went out the window right then. Um, eventually, obviously, Shayna gets the the uh, rear naked, as they like to say, and um, she passes out. She doesn't tap out, right? She just passes out. Um, the only thing I, I thought that was a... Nice little Iggy that they had to tell us, though, because people that watch wrestling don't really know or care, is that Ronda has never offered to touch gloves, and this time she did. Um, I thought that was a little nice little Iggy. But other than that, I thought this match was uh, a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I did. I, I, I felt sorry for them because actually you could see well, you, I got the feeling, at least whenever you couldn't see, but I got the feeling that they had thought everything through from the not touching gloves mm-hmm. to what they're going to do, like in terms of going the outside, this spot, that spot, armbar. Everything had been thought out. It just didn't work. But there was a thought process that went into it. And um, yeah, it just, didn't, it just didn't work. Like it. This is their piss break. Um, because it is like the fourth match on the show and people get there normally um, about half, half an hour before the show starts. Anyway, so this could have been halfway for some for some people, depending on when they got to their seats and whatnot. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it, just, it, it, it didn't work, but it wasn't down to... I think they were, they were hurt by the fact that nobody said what MMA rules were or even putting that in. It was a no-disqualification match is ultimately mm-hmm. what it was. And the whole MMA rules thing confused people to the point where 
We didn't know if it was going to be that Lions Den match in a different building like Shamrock had with Owen Hart at SummerSlam 98. Um, that would have been better. You just, yeah, you just didn't know if it was going to be something like that. So um, the fact that it was that was confusing uh, didn't didn't help them. And uh, yeah, doing an MMA match in a wrestling ring where the referees haven't even watched MMA before, it looked like, <laughs> because they were not refereeing at like MMA. Um, and I also didn't think some of the action was believable. If Ronda Rousey historically gets you in an armbar, everybody else got finished, and it didn't work here. And I, I think that's been a problem throughout her wrestling career, where if I watched her from UFC coming over here, I don't like to see people escaping the armbar. It's stupid to me. Um, and that's really been one of the main problems with her booking. Um, the, the, the ratings for this are quite cutthroat, but I think they're fair. Um, I gave the bill a... I thought it lost something because by the time we got to the match, they didn't do a good job explaining what the how the match would work. And it wasn't down to anything that the, the girls did. It was the company's job to explain that. So what they did got them an eight, which was the face-to-face mm-hmm. interviews and the acting and the wise decision to keep it out of arenas and stuff. I thought that was good. Um, so I gave that an eight. The bell-to-bell was a five and I didn't go lower because I did I could see what they were trying to do and I did think they worked hard and um and it just didn't land. The relevance of the match is is six, as which is as low as you can get for, for SummerSlam because this was a nothing match on an on a on an important show. Um and then from there I gave the finish a five is standard somebody got somebody got choked out finish like you can't go any higher low yeah um and the crowd was a two which is again probably as low as you can go they did not give a fuck i don't think it was a one because when ronda started beating up the referees which was the only part which was completely non-mma and you would never see it they they popped for it so they had an interest in seeing something but they were not interested in what they were given so that's why it's two so this comes to 26 which comes to two and a half stars Mm. Um, the next one is the least notes I took during the whole night. And that was Drew and Gunther. We were debating on, obviously we knew Drew wasn't winning the belt, but we were like, how does he win? (laughs) And, and, you know, by a DQ, a counter, there's something to keep this going because he'll win the belt from Gunther after the honky tonk man thing is done. (laughs) Is this the last time we've seen Drew now? At least in this company? I don't know. I I, I, I had a feel okay, it is on record, right? Like what what I, I what I'm about to say. I, I think it was on the preview show where I think I said to you, mm-hmm. I don't know if he has signed a new yep. because there was no this is on the show, or was it private between no, us? No, you said it on the show. You said I don't know that he has signed. Um which Dude, was interesting because he's been gone bad. for so long. Yeah, and I, I had the feeling. I started to get the feeling over the last few weeks. I mean, the night I came back, I was like, "Oh, he's back! He didn't. He's, oh, he's back! He didn't tell me he was coming back, and he didn't tell me he'd signed." Even though I knew he was sitting at the, um, well, I knew what hotel he was sitting at. Um, but sometimes you just don't know. They could be over here doing media or, or whatever. But mm-hmm. you know, I'm pretty sure he was coming back at Money in the Bank. Uh, so they talked him into that, and I would assume that he was that he was only coming back for a contract. But being being somebody who's 
very easy to do business with, um, probably to his fault, to a fault. Or, mm-hmm. And I say that to him. I think that he's very easygoing and doesn't protect himself the way that he should. He should have fought to not smile. He should have fought against cats and kittens storyline. He just fought against more when he was on top. And his reign wouldn't have been cut short because he was he was toe-to-toe with Roman. And I remember wondering at one point, which seems ridiculous now, they're both being booked so strongly. Who's actually going to lose first? <laughs> and it ended up being Drew. But it was like, you know, debatable at the time as who would lose first because Drew was beating everybody, um, kicking out on ones and everything. So mm-hmm. they, they, they got away from that. And that's a far cry from where we're at now, where I, I honestly feel he was talked back into saying, hey, look, you're under contract. You're going to have to come back to work because you can't, you know, you can't leave without working these dates. So, what are you willing to come back and do? Are you willing to come back and put over Gunther? And I assume that he, well, I don't assume. I saw that he agreed to it, and we're back to probably we're back to probably where we are. I mean, I wouldn't pass it, put it past him to come around on TV, go carry this feud on, lose again, maybe um, whatever whatever gets us to November. Uh, with with Drew, um, unless they do the reasonable thing and just say, "Fine, sit it out, sit it out," and we'll keep negotiating. But this this wasn't Drew McIntyre coming back from signing a new deal. He wasn't even given the win at the show to keep the feud going. Like there was no controversy at all. It was a clean loss. Claymore mm-hmm. um, kicked out of, which I don't remember somebody doing it. Like that way, I remember. I know people have kicked out the, the claymore, but it's usually been with like a ref bump, and the refs coming up, and it's like he's really been down for seven, but or seven or eight seconds, How and he kicks Roman out on two. Out? Cheating, I think. Like, Wasn't it? No, Roman got out because Polo Sokoa pulled the ref out. Ah, uh, okay, that's when that happened. All so right. even Roman was dead to rights. So it, it does feel like there is no deal here. Uh, um, and also, um, I didn't like the match. I, I felt like it was decent, but I, I was probably comparing it to the WrestleMania match and yeah. the match that Sheamus had with him. Uh, I think the expectations were too high for me and for everybody else as well. And it felt like Drew was there to make Gunther look good by with being kicking out the Claymore, uh, giving him the clean win. There was no Imperium out there or anything. Um, the build-up, like a lot of Drew McIntyre matches, uh, was lackluster. There's not enough hat build-up, even when he was champion, mm-hmm. for anybody to be interested in. You tell me the last time that you were that you were dying to see uh, a Drew McIntyre match because the build-up had been so good. Yeah, I, I po- it was possibly the, the Mania three-way. It's the only one I could remember. Well, you thought the build-up was really good for that three-way. Well, it was that, yeah, it was because him and Sheamus were having such a problem with each other that, no, I get the title shot. No, I do. Hey, I thought we were friends, and there was a big thing between them forever. And then it got into, well, we'll both go in at the same time, so now we're not friends, F you. So that was at least a decent enough story, I thought. Yeah, but decent enough story is one thing. I'm talking about, do you really want to fucking see it? Do you really want to see, is, is, is Drew really angry? Did they get really personal? Did they say something about his wife? Did they fucking, did they beat, did it beat him up till he was bleeding? Like, like, 
You know, I've never seen him they, in they, any they, of those somebody, ever then. When have you ever seen any of that happen ever with Drew? Not even when he was not even when he was champion did things get to the point where uh, oh okay Randy Orton but Randy Orton was was good oh, but they used Ric Flair they used it wasn't really to do with Drew Drew was fighting for the legends that Randy Orton had beaten up and Randy Orton had kicked Ric Flair in the head and Drew back in just seconds after it happened and then it was like all the legends were there do you remember when Randy Orton beat him up with ex with um, night vision glasses <sighs> No, I don't. There were legends that were invited down to Raw, and they were in the locker room together. And Randy Orton turned oh, the light, yeah. put some night vision goggles on. <laughs> I do remember that they turned the lights off, and they all fucking were dead. He beat the shit out of all the dark. <laughs> but, but again, that's not centered around anything that Drew did. No. So. It's it's it needs to it needs to really kind of um, it kind of really needs it needs better writing. He kind of needs needs if he is to stay around in this company, they kind of need to find a way to make his matches matter. There's absolutely no doubt that he looks great. There's absolutely no doubt that he can go in the ring. He's being let down by everybody else except himself. But you can also say that he's letting himself down because he doesn't confront everybody else that he's letting him down. Because if that's, that's part of the job, it's part of the job. And it's time to turn around, I think, and say, yeah, you're not writing anything decent for me. I'm going out there and I'm fucking working injured with bad neck, bad back, all this stuff. Like I'm fucking training like a monster six days a week. Like he does eating right, training right, doing everything else that he needs to do. Well, as I said, working her and he's been given shit. And he constantly has to turn shit into into chicken salad, and even some of the people that he was given to work with as champion was not acceptable. Losing the belt like that to being cashed in on the Miz and not being able to get it back off Lashley, it was unacceptable. And um, especially, I mean, he should have won the belt back in front of crowds at WrestleMania 37 a year after. Um, he didn't win it in front of a crowd. WrestleMania 37 should have been where he won it in front of a crowd. He wasn't even given that. And it's pretty much been shit feud after shit feud after shit feud since then. And he's continued to progressively move down the card. His build-up with Roman was messed up by Karrion Cross interrupting for no reason. The Karrion Cross feud was horrible. And it's been a bad year. 2022 was bad for Drew. And 2023 is worse. So he needs to leave. I would leave. Or I would get a fat contract well, I don't give a fuck about being booked like this. He's a um, Hiroko, but either way, Hiroko McIntyre, <laughs> the fucking champion Hiroko. during the fucking uh, <laughs> pandemic. Yeah, I mean, ugh, it's it's tough. So it was it's tough fucking being a champion during a pandemic because I think that's how everything's Um My yeah. my my ratings for this were. Okay. I only gave six for the, I gave six out of ten, six out of ten for the build because since he came back from Money in the Bank and got that big pop, it's just been like, oh, I'm going to just beat the Imperium guys and team up with Matt Riddle. Yeah. So, been quite lackluster. Six is actually generous. Uh, the belt for belt 
Battle 7. Like, I'm not downgrading it too much because it isn't the other matches, because that's not fair. Because we could do that with everything. But it was still, it was passable stuff. So I gave it 7. Um, the relevance of the match is just a 6.5. It's a SummerSlam match. It's slightly more important than Baszler and Ronda, but you won't remember this. Um, the finish was a 7. Didn't think that was that great either. It was just like, you know, Drew got crotched off the top mm-hmm. and Gonta just hit his moveset and won. And the crowd was just a six as well. Um, they, were, they weren't they were a good crowd throughout the night. This isn't really a reflection on the match. I thought the crowd were bad throughout the night. They were into certain things, uh, um, but they, they got fatigued at this point. I feel like they came back from whatever they went to get and eat. And there's loads, obviously, amidst America, all the food. Food is horrendous. Um, we're at all at all buildings and stadiums and whatnot, so it's it's a calorie fest, and calories are tiring. Um, cal- high calorie foods do not give you energy. You think that that's how it works. You eat food for energy, but it doesn't work like that. If you fill up all this uh, popcorn, burgers, you're actually going to get more tired. You can actually, I actually end up falling this. I actually make this mistake every year. Like I, I have my cheat day on Sundays for the NFL, mm-hmm. and I always sleep during the late games because of all the food that's in me. That's what happens to this crowd. I think that like, it wasn't like they were up and down for certain matches, which is what you actually see in wrestling. You usually see like, oh, they were, they liked that match and they didn't like this match. And sometimes it's about pacing and whatever. This was a, a direct correlation with the crowd being really hyped up at the beginning and then getting really dead for the end. They popped for the cash in. I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. Like they were, they were interested but they were uh, they slowly died, and this was a good case to give less pay per views to America. I think. Uh, breaking news: Did you know that Sonya Deville has torn her ACL, and she is done? Um, <laughs> that fucking team, Jesus Christ! It's been doomed for, since the beginning because it was supposed to be Carmella. So Sonya got a fucking chance because Carmella uh, got filled with cum, and now she fucking blew that guy her knee out. Um, and it's the funniest thing ever because, well, not that she did that. It's the funniest thing ever is when TMZ reports it and then Sean Ross Sapp reports, we could report that that's true. (laughs) I always laugh. I'm like, so he has to chime in and go, yeah, it it is true (laughs) because TMZ would be lying otherwise, I guess. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, Chelsea will probably have to hand over those fucking belts. To that fine tag those belts, team division. Those belts have been vacated twice already this year, I think, haven't they? No, like somebody else had to defend it. No? Was that it? They didn't just hand them out. Someone's always been mm. hurt and they've had a fucking, like, uh, what's her name? Did it by herself? Raquel, did she wrestle by herself with those? And then once we had no. um, Lita, it couldn't uh, fucking participate, and it had to be Becky. <laughs> Which, by the way, where's Lita? She's still injured from being uh, attacked by Trish. She's still gone. All right. Uh, yeah, no, I can't. I, damage control. Damage control at the belts, right? Yeah, and they lost them though. They didn't get. It. They didn't lose it from. They lost her. to Becky and Lita. Yeah. No, they lost it to Becky and Lita. But Dakota Kai was hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but they I didn't have that, to vacate. That's why she had. Uh-huh. No, they didn't have to vacate it. But then Becky and Becky and Trish lost because Trish. Mm-hmm. Becky and Trish lost because 
turned on her. And then she they ended up losing it to who? I think they lost it right back to Damage Control because didn't Damage Control just win it to win it at uh, like Saudi or something? No, they lost it to they lost it to Liv. Did they not lose it to Liv and Raquel? I thought Damage Control yeah, they might did. have lost to Liv and Raquel. What a mess! Let me have a look now because I normally know everything. Okay, yeah, I, know I, all I, this. I, I <laughs> the women's titles. Billy, Billy I do Fox. know, but I. All right, um, let's go into while yeah. you look it up. No, they, but I, I think I know it. I think it's. I think uh, Damage Control lost it to Becky, Becky and Trish, Becky and Leah, and then Lita got injured and Trish turned on Becky, and they lost it to. I'm sure they lost it to Liv and Raquel. Really, you and think then they Liv, have a good, good, good guy beat the good guys? But they weren't good. They weren't good guys, were they? Well, yeah, they did. They did do that. And then you had Ronda they did have good guys, Shana the good guys, because it. it was just because it was a roll up. And it was on Becky, right? But Ron, no, Ronda no, Shayna won it. In a, Duh. Yeah. No, Trish. They they lost it to Liv. They lost it. They Liv, Liv, and Raquel won it from Becky and Trish. And then they and then they vacated it. They didn't vacate it, did they? Oh, it's like you don't watch the show. Oh, listen to you, like you know exactly what the fuck happened. You're trying to scramble too. I mean, and fuck, it, this I, is not the heyday yeah, of women's I'm, tag I'm, team. I'm 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 go I'm scrambling to look around because you're <laughs> telling me I'm wrong. I, I'm, and don't I know take my I'm word right. for it. God knows with the women's. Titles. Seth, All right. So, Seth, uh, there isn't even a history. For <laughs> How are you going to find the history of the women's tag team titles? Finn versus there, there, Seth there Rollins. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's going to go buy the women's tag belts and go get them signed at the airport. Oh, the history of this is so badly written. It's like it's like written in. Um. Yeah, it's a mess. All right, we'll we'll find it while we're doing this, okay? Finn versus uh, Seth there was, Rollins. There's a, a tournament. Why you keep talking over me? There's like a delay on this. There is phone a fucking board, delay. Yeah. It's horrible. It's fucking horrible. It's it's fucking. That's mazzy. why you keep talking over me. That's. And then I pause for too long and it's just fucking dead air because I'm expecting something to come from. <laughs> All right. Should we go into Seth and Finn? Mm -hmm. Okay. Finn versus Seth Rollins, world title. Um, Seth always has a little Iggy with his outfits or something. There's always something like... I enjoy that he wears the polka dots when he was fighting, you know, Cody, shit like that. That nice little dig. And he wears his old vest to go out there from the seven years ago thing. And and uh, I, I we all saw a poster before this that for payback that was Rollins with the title. And it was Priest and Finn in this pit poster, too. So you go, well, what kind of stupid shit is this that they would have had this out before the match? So in this match... We eventually get 
all the NWO purple to come ring, ringside, right? And there's always the, hey, are you trying to cash in? No, I'm not. I'm here to help you. This whole bullshit. And then Finn telling, to cut to the chase, Finn telling Priest, give me the briefcase. Give me the briefcase. I'm going to use it. And he's like, you don't need to. It, what do you ask? Why? 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 And But he wants to help his buddy. So he kind of disgustingly throws it in the ring. And now he's going to go distract the referee. Finn crawls over to the briefcase, gets stomped into the briefcase. <laughs> Rollins wins. And the look on fucking Priest's face is fantastic. He's like, you fucking jobber, you motherfucker. And um, that's how we go there. So now we're going to get some dissension in the ranks. But Graves made good points by saying, I don't know how this is Priest's fucking problem. He did everything he was asked and he was helping. Um, it's Finn who asked for all this shit and he did exactly what he was fucking told. Yeah. Um, oh, we didn't need this match was my takeaway. Um, we didn't, nothing, no, nothing happened here that didn't happen at money in a bank. It was almost the same finish. Um, I can't even sort of distinguish what match was what was better uh, whether I think this one got given more time but I think if you're Becky and Becky and Trish you're kind of maddened by some of the stuff here where Bowler's in there putting in headlocks Rollins gets out he gets back into the headlock like he worked a really slow pace I think Bowler's been very overrated as an in-ring performer for a couple of years. He's really slowed it down and gone to what he thinks that his style is. And it's a lot of resting. And this one had loads of resting. And as I said, like you're watching, especially when it's your husband, when he fucking comes home, um, he's probably going to get an earful about why he didn't go out there and have a fucking time. Um, because yeah, it's like, don't see why it was cut because these guys went five, six minutes too long. The, the women's match went went too long. Logan and Ricochet got 18 minutes, which is far by far Logan's match. I don't even think Logan wanted to go 18 minutes because he wanted to get the fuck out of there. So I could easily find 20 minutes on this show when he could have got another match on. Um, so yeah, I don't like the build as that much. Uh, it, at least it had one with Bowler's seven-year thing and the tease of a cash-in. So I gave it seven. Bell to bell, fine, but I don't like Seth Rollins' matches. Um, not that I don't like them, I've seen them, so mm. I'm bored of them. One, two, one, two, no, one, two, no, one, or one, or she is one, two point nine, mm. and then it all the time. Uh, if all, yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all the same, it's all the same moves. So, like the bell to bell seven, relevant 7.5 just on SummerSlam. The finish, I gave 7.5 as well. Um, the finish slightly better than the bell to bell just because of the um, as you get as you're getting home there were a couple of spots where you thought oh he might win um, and it, it was clever how he got there in terms of he slid the briefcase in Bowler's going to pick, pick it up and he gets straight onto it but mm -hmm. again he suffers from being all the same thing that we saw last time and uh, the crowd they're into rolling so I give it an 8 so it got to 37, which I'm glad about because had it got 37.5, it gets rounded up to a four, which it doesn't deserve. 
Instead, it goes down to a three and a half, which puts it the same as Gunther and Drew, um, which is about right because I just I just felt like I didn't need to see it. I, I think if you're going to do a rematch, then it either needs to be definitive, where it's all finished with 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 this whole feud, or um, you need to do something completely different, which is that Balor does win and he gets cashing on instead. You left it wide open for us to know exactly why a fucking poster <laughs> that, that pretty much gave Zach finish away leaked during the day. Um, and God, God bless the bookies for not having any fucking response to this poster or not even knowing about it and leaving Seth Rollins up at the same odds that he was throughout. So that was obviously more money for everybody um, on my search. So yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, but I knew Rollins was winning pretty much all day uh, from that point. So I was surprised to not see it move. I was looking forward to this match coming on. Uh, but watching it objectively, did I enjoy it because I made money? Yeah, of course. Um, was it, do you need to watch it? And was it justified to be on the SummerSlam card? No, um, it was not. And the, the, the bar for Rollins and Finn Balor in terms of how they're seen as wrestlers. Both of them are in that Daniel Bryan, Shawn Michaels category. Um, throw Omega in if you watch that crap. Um, but, um, but, but yeah, I, um, I was not overwhelmingly impressed. What, what do you think? Um, like you said, it's, it's the Seth Rollins match. And I mean, it's a good match and stuff like that. And, but I'm, I'm more bothered by, how many fucking, so what, three fucking uh, pay-per-views in a row, Finn loses, uh, like, he gets to be in the main event? So they just go, I lost the last one, fuck it, I get another title shot? How many, it's it's with the realistic part, you go, why is he getting a title shot every fucking month? You've lost how many times? Back to the back of the line. This, this belt doesn't, this belt doesn't benefit from it. It just looks... Like you didn't need it, need to have it. No, you the more it, the more it runs on. It's it's nowhere near being in a main event. I know it will main event next month with this yeah. triple threat match, but I mean, who's interested in that? Yeah, I mean, do you think they could do something weird where it's like Priest actually gets pinned and cashes in and wins, like because they kill fucking uh, Seth afterwards, but. It'd be like, wow, Priest actually fucking got pinned by Rollins and then fucking won the title from him right afterwards. That'd be something uh, different and interesting, at least. Um, anything else about that before we move on to the next? No, I'm thinking how they would, how they would do that. Um, that would be the I only mean, time that have... Finn wouldn't be pissed off, though, because... Well, he'd be pissed just because he didn't win the title. But if Priest got pinned by Rollins, he wouldn't be then pissed off about Priest cashing in afterwards because it would have been like, well, you didn't fuck me over, you know. But I, I think they want, obviously, to have some sort of a fucking issue. Maybe it's after he wins a title and he's just fucking constantly jealous about it. I mean, they could fucking have Bala win. And then they could put him up on their fucking shoulders and drop him. Do a thumbs down? Priest. 
Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, Bianca versus Charlotte versus Asuka for the women's title. Um, one thing that was really interesting for me here, uh, it's just little stupid shit, is um, when Bianca gets pushed to the to the floor from like the ropes, she's grabbing her right knee the whole time. But later on in the match, she's holding her left. That's always fun to me when they switch <laughs> switch injuries, and then uh, like she's getting hit in the left knee when it was her right originally. Um, during a figure eight, Bianca stands on the top rope for about an hour, uh, measuring it to do a, a splash, a spinning, you know, one of these little flippity flop splashes. And I'm waiting for, uh, Charlotte's arms to explode, but she, uh, lets go at the right time. So it's a nice splash. Um, I like the technical part of Asuka spits in Charlotte's face during a figure eight. Um, which is really good because you go, oh, perfect. She's vulnerable and right in the face. And then she goes over to Bianca, who then just rolls her into a small package for the win. And at this point, I'm pissed because I'm like, how many fucking times do we need Bianca to have this fucking belt? And I'm going to I start to go fucking crazy from it. It's like the Charlotte thing. It's like, oh, yeah, of course you have to have the belt. And now it's turning into Bianca has to have the belt every fucking minute. And uh but I easily calm down when I hear the fucking EO music and I go, thank fucking God. So EO comes in, does the cash and they, they waylay everybody first. And then, um, it's that hurry up, hurry up, cash in, cash in, and then does her moonsault and, uh, is the champion. We get Dakota Kai who comes back just to celebrate with them. Uh, kind of nice little round ending from a year ago that damage control got back together or got together and now, um, showing up again at the end here. Uh, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't jumping up and down by this match either. It wasn't, it's not like it's a shit match or anything. I just don't know if I didn't give a fuck. Uh, but this was a match that I was like scrolling around on my phone. Like I lost interest and I really can't pinpoint why. Um, but I just, I'd lost interest from this match and it was like, oh, what happened? I, like I look up every once in a while, you know? Yeah, the longest women's match in the history of SummerSlam, they said. Really? Um, which, again, another little dig at Trish and Becky, because mm. why was it Like, why did why did this need so much time? Why did Rollins and Balor need so much time? I guess, you know, he he likes to let the matches cook, but they're not cooking. They're, they're losing something. People are going on their phones. Like, people with short attention spans are going on their phones. <laughs> so, uh, that's that's the thing. Um, this is a bizarre one. The match in itself, yeah, I think it was a little bit clunky. Um, there's obviously, Bianca and Charlotte haven't been in there together before. With Oscar, there's probably going to be some communica- communication issues. Um, and then when you're trying to navigate it, around three women, there's probably going to be more uh, communication issues as well. But yeah, some of the moves were just flat out botchy. Um, but, you know, what they what they actually laid out all made, all made sense. I did like the fact that I didn't realize she was selling the wrong leg, but I did believe that she could be injured because of the way mm-hmm. it was the way it was all done. Um, but then when she comes out back out there, you know she's not injured straight away. But it was clever. It was like she's injured. And then she gets the win out of that out of that figure eight, mm-hmm. figure of eight, and 
EO cashes in because the injured one ended up winning. Mm-hmm. So all the finish was the finish was decent with the with the mist, and then she ends up getting pinned out of the um, while she's still in the figure eight. So Charlotte can't get out of it because she's trapped in her own move. It was it was a it was a clever finish, and then EO cashing in as well as part of the finish, and even the cash in. It wasn't all like, do you want to cash in? Do you want to cash yeah, in? Do you want nonsense. to cash in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that nonsense. But she was fucking on the top rope. And that's the other thing. It's like, if you're going to, if you want to fucking win, you don't ring the bell and then climb the top yeah. rope and everything like that. She fucking gave it in while she was on the top. And Bailey smashed all the other two with the briefcase on the way. And like, this, this actually looked like if wrestling was real, which, which, Coming in with a briefcase and challenging for a title is nothing close to any fucking sport. So let's not be stupid about it. Like no one's going to do this in boxing. Like Mike, no Matt, no one cashed in on Mike Tyson ever. So that that's that's never going to be real. But as real as it can be, this is how it would look. So I like the speed of it all and no fucking around. Um, that that all looked great. So I ended up with giving this um, six for the bill because I didn't care going in. Seven for the bell to bell, which all made sense, but there were um, eight and a half for relevance because this is along with Cody and Brock again a match on SummerSlam and had something that we'll remember. Um, so obviously, SummerSlam matches automatically, in my opinion, will raise from six will be for between six and nine already. And this is at the top end of the totem pole because it's a it's a memory you come away with, along with the circle of damage control debut to taking the title. Um, finish was a nine. Just talked about that in detail, so I gave it a nine. And the crowd woke up for this, so eight and a half, uh, which put me on to thirty nine, which rounds up to four stars. Okay, main event of the night. That is main event. Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns. Uh, tribal combat, so which is basically uh, no TQ and the weapons match here. So, a lot of going through tables, a lot of, um, you know, we get a Roman cut his arm open on the table, uh, no blood on purpose, uh, just cutting each other. Um, so the chili peppers are on the line as well as the, the universal title, and so. Eventually, Solo shows up, and they're fighting into the crowd where Solo Solo shows up. That's easy for me to say. Solo shows up, uh, puts Jay through a table, drags him to the ring. He gets laid out eventually because he wants to. They want to do the spike spear at the same time, but I like this spot because he pulls Solo in front and he gets speared instead. And Roman's like, "Fuck!" Um, goes and. Uh, Gets him in a fucking spear afterwards and then does his splash. And when the three count is happening, a mystery man, a hooded mystery man, uh, pulls him out and it's Swerve. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's Jimmy Uso, which go, hmm. And uh, it's very funny to hear Cole and Graves, I'm sick to my stomach. Oh, give me a break. What is, what's wrong with them? Um, I'm interested. I'm always interested for an excuse. Why? Um, I would like to know what you your best guesses for this will be. Um, either it's the jealousy of oh, so you're gonna leave our tag team? You you want to go be a fucking world champion and tribal chief? You you fucking better than me? 
Um, or like they keep saying, this is your fault that J- Jimmy got hurt. Do they? Does he use that and say it is your fault? Because it makes no sense that he's the one <laughs> who leaves Roman first. But then again, is this, well, just because I pulled your ass out doesn't mean I want to be with Roman anymore. This just means I'm pissed off at you. Fuck Roman still, but fuck you too. And not going back into this, you know, thing, which would make more sense if he didn't go back with Roman because you'd go, what the fuck is that? Why would you go back? You just got killed. Um, I, I, I like the acting too with uh, Jay. Like he's practically crying afterwards. Like why? No, no. All that kind of stuff. I like that. Um. I mean, we we knew Jay wasn't going to fucking win this, obviously, but it did something. It 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 was something in a storyline that uh, kept going instead of just oh I, I I beat him, you know. There's something actually evolved from this. People keep thinking, oh, what about Mania for uh, Jay and Jimmy? I don't know. Obviously, that we could get to that. I would think Survivor Series if we're pushing anything. Yeah. Um. Again, going back to audio from the preview, I did say that I gave out a number of finishes, and this was one of them, if you recall, um, and said that they were they were very hand tied with what they could do uh, because um, if if they won because of Solo, it would be lackluster. If he won because of Jimmy, I felt like it would be a backward step because it would be very hard to explain. And then I think I offered a third finish. Which we had, would be that um, maybe too, right? Rikishi got yeah yeah Rikishi got got involved or and said basically uh, I don't want you to be the tribal chief you don't you don't you don't want that kind of responsibility um, and again that could be what Jimmy says um, there could be a way out of this where Jimmy said he's doing it for Jay where he doesn't want because if he wins. It won't be the end, and he'll come after you again. He'll, he'll he won't leave it. He'll come after you. It won't. It will be just be the beginning, and now it's over, and we can move on. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like as I said, it's hard to explain, and that was the problem with doing it in the first place. Because if when you do something like that, and it is hard to explain, where there is everything else in his storyline has been, you you came away. Look, they built up to things that made sense. Every every arc in this story has ended up with a shocking moment, where or a or or shocked faces. Um, Cody losing was was shocking. Um, Sammy hitting Rome with a chair and being beaten up was shocking. Owens coming back received a huge pop. The Usos both leaving individually received huge pops and were both shocking. So this has arcs where. Everything was written for a pop. This arc did not live up to that. Um, people were not, yeah, they they were shocked, but they're also confused by it. They, 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 it was not, and sometimes, as, as people say, you know, with with Vince Russo goes for the philosophy that oh, you to try and swerve people as much as they possibly can, where you don't see it coming. Whereas everything that's worked under Triple H, you have seen coming. But you've been absolutely fine with it coming because it's been built up so well that it's been so obvious that it's coming that the crowds have still responded to it. They still—it was so obvious that Jay 
was wasn't going to leave the bloodline at, before WrestleMania and be with Sammy and Kevin. We knew that he was going to turn and they were going to set that match up, but it still got a huge pop. Um, when Sammy left the bloodline, it got a huge pop. We knew that Kevin Owens was was coming back to, and him and Sammy would be reunited. Um, everything has worked. Um, the Usos um, finally turning on Roman uh, worked. I think it was. I think the major surprise was that was Roman getting pinned at the last pay per view. But that was again made sense because we knew where they were going. As soon as Jay got a three count at the pay per view, we said, "Oh, that's the SummerSlam match." We knew mm-hmm. because you can't not be. Um, or maybe a triple threat match, possibly. But, you know, so on a slam, it was one-on-one. Um, this doesn't make any sense. And they're going to have to try really hard to make it make sense. And people are going to be really, like, you know, either... We'll see We'll see how willing they are to kind of take anything this storyline says or, or just forgive Pete or forgive them because everything else has been good. The thing is, is that there was always going to be a point where this jumped the shark. And what's interesting is, is that the show that we're doing first on YouTube. And I have this at one. And the reason I have it at one is because the performance has been into a higher level. And every story and, and every part of the story has made sense. And within the big story, which is clearly going to have a beginning, middle of an end, the beginning is Roman or Paul Heyman. The middle is the belt, and the end is him losing the belt. We know it's going to have a beginning, middle, and the end. What well, and what it's also had is every individual story arc has had a beginning, middle. This time it seems like to me that we are trying to get to WrestleMania, and we are trying to get Cody to WrestleMania, and we are also now trying to get Roman to WrestleMania. The thing is that Roman's going to go and uh, be drinking out of um, having an umbrella drink. Like in the next few months, for the next few months, that's what he's going to be doing. Uh, but he's going to be out here, and Cody's going to be the one who's still on TV. But this is the thing: you booked yourself in a corner. And they, let me don't get me wrong; they did really well, like in what in how they used the last four months, because this this couldn't have been any better. Like everybody was saying, "Oh, Cody should have won," and they proved everybody wrong. Um, but now the real challenge begins. Like, because how the fuck do you explain this? Because the guy wasn't conflicted; he left. He was getting his brother to leave. If you had mm-hmm. title match, if you had Jimmy pin Roman and Jay do the turn, I would have been like, okay, all right, that's that's kind of been Jay's thing. He's always been confused. Whereas Jimmy was like, let's get the fuck out of here. Like he was making Jay do it, and he interfered. I mean, it would have been better if Sammy interfered for Roman because it was his chance to get back in the bloodline, and he always and he never stopped wanting to be in it. Mm. Like that would have that would have made more sense if you really needed to get out of this. Um, it's a tough ask on Thursday, uh, Friday. Sorry for SmackDown. I wouldn't put it past them to get out of it. I I I'd like to give them enough credit. I like to say they've got enough credit in the bank for them to, and for me to be willing to wait until Friday and to say that they'll be able to solve this this puzzle. But I don't know, man. Like this guy really hated Roman Reigns and really like wanted his brother to leave, and then he then he then he interferes in the finish. It's like uh, I I don't know. I I usually have a lot of ideas, but I don't think if I was in this booking meeting and they told me that Jay's winning, uh, Jay's losing because of Jimmy. Now make it make sense because we want these two to have matches. 
I don't think I'd be able to come up with it. Yeah. Anything that great. Especially um with with him trying to get uh Jimmy out, of course, or Jay out of this whole thing and saying, Let's go, let's go. Um, I really think it's going the way of he's he he's not siding with Roman, but he's like jealous and pissed off that, oh, you're now Mr. Main Event. You you forget where you come from. Now now you're all about this and what you forget all about me. And but because it, it makes no sense that if he's I mean, they just got attacked and killed and stretchered out and all that kind of stuff by, by Roman. It make, that's where it doesn't make sense. But you're right about they have enough, um, as it would say, money in the bank and uh, grace by having this storyline be so good that they deserve our patience to hear them out before we go, what the fuck is wrong with you? So um, on my side, yeah, I, I'm going to have to wait. What yeah. is your rating system on this one? Yeah, my rings are. I've given the build nine. I, I I thought it started to lose some steam in the final weeks, especially with Solo getting pinned on the Go Home Show. I felt like they'd run, they'd really like run out of ideas and just needed SummerSlam to come. But I integrate the entire Jay and Roman story into the build, so it gets a higher mark than it probably deserves. Bell to Bell was a six. I think. Given that these two had such a good match at Hell in a Cell a few years back, uh, and this was tribal combat, I felt like they really fucking slowed things down. I know Roman goes at that pace with the talking and everything, but this was super slow. And it was a bit of a waste of Jay in a singles capacity. I think that his mate, his, for his probably his one main event pay-per-view, he would have liked the match to have been better and more stylistically suited to him, more of an exhibition for him. Um, and also, like, fucking hell, like, you're doing tribal combat here and you have, um, is it Rampage or Collision that had the, the stupid street fight with the Blackpool Combat Club in it? Oh, that was Rampage. I think it was Collision. It was Rampage. Right. Yeah, like you had, the, you had that the day before. Yeah. So the effort that those guys put in unnecessarily and then the effort that these guys did who could just rely on their character work and everything um, was was night and day. Um, and that kind of – so the bell, to bell, the bell to Bell only gave a five, but the relevance I gave 8.5 because the reason they could be so slow and do so little was because they're so relevant. And this is the main event of SummerSlam. Um, the finish I gave a five, hated it. Um, didn't want to see it. The preview show, and I already said it was a bad idea uh, because um, I, 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 I thought it would be really difficult to explain, but it was already very much on my shortlist. If you put a gun to my head on the show the other day and made me choose one of those finishes, it would have been that one. Um, so we are hitting our first really big roadblock here of this being perfection and yeah perhaps austin mcmahon or nwo or something will push ahead of it when we do a list show in three or four years time and we do it with less recency bias maybe this will be the point where we look at it and go oh that that jimmy turns really stupid because what we don't want to do here is go down the nwo route of okay so now it's fucking jimmy and Roman and Solo versus Jay, Sammy, and Kevin. And then Solo turns. And then it's Solo, 
and Jay, and it's Roman stuck, Roman with Jimmy. And it's like all combinations of people leaving and coming back, and you don't want to do that. Like, just fucking keep nice and tidy and simple. Um, and the crowd I gave a seven to, because I thought they were, I thought they were pretty tired at this point but they they did get out for the entrances and the finish and whatnot so this only came to 35.5 uh, which is a three and a half i don't remember anything from roman pulling in a number that low but it's why what, what i ended up with so yeah i think as we as we covered the show you could kind of see my opening thoughts um and why they were what they were and how they've been backed up with the the rating and analysis. All right, kids, that is our SummerSlam breakdown, review, and thoughts. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it, got your money's worth out of this. We'll give you an hour and 15 minutes. We uh, really dove deep into things. Uh, forgive the connection of us talking over each other at times. That's when I would make sure I laid out here and there because... Uh, Sometimes the connection from England to Cali is a little rough. Some days the phone connection's perfect. Some days it's a little bit like this. We've tried two different phone lines to do it. Uh, Billy, where is our best bet to get to you other than at Dirty Sheets X on Twitter, our new Twitter? Yeah, at Dirty Sheets X is where to get us both. Um, I'm not going to log into it, but I'll see. I, I do see everything. Um, so yeah, um, we'll, we'll be using that to, uh, tweet during wrestling shows and whatnot and to tweet news bits and, and whatnot. Um, uh, we won't be confirming stories that have already been confirmed by the WWE, um, <laughs> because that's fucking stupid. Um, but some people will, and you know where they can be found, um, overcharging $5. Uh, I charge $5 for real news at the day sheets. Com, and I charge a bit more than that for my betting picks. But had you been signed up for SummerSlam, you would have made five times what you paid to join already. But you didn't sign up for SummerSlam, so you missed out on that money. But there's still plenty of money to be won. We are hitting future season for soccer and the NFL. It's the best time of the year. Futures of one unit and over here at 79.8% all time. And uh, you can be a part of that. You can get all of these plays and whatnot by heading over to LockBetting.com, which has 122 months in a row of transparent track profit. Have I lost on certain days? Yes, I've even had very bad weeks. But ultimately, over a four or five week period, I always, always come out on top. At least I have done for over a decade. So if you want to get involved, head over to LockBetting.com. And uh, you've, if you're listening to this, you've already supported us on the um, on the day sheets subscriber feed. So yeah, keep doing that. That is it, kids. All my nonsense at Lingus Mafia. That's where you can find me. We will be back later this week to give you our top ten storyline of all time list, as well as another episode of Dirty Sheets. So we'll see you later this week. This is somebody that needs his ass kicked bad, real bad.